hoping that'd be right next to the microphone oh, for yeah. maximum sound intake. I, uh, yeah, I wanted to make sure everyone knew what I was doing. Because the opening of a show, beer opening, is iconic at this point, and no one would expect it. Iconic as in we've done it once before. I think the other times we already had beer or drinks. Well, we also clink glasses. We clink glasses. It's pretty uh, pretty much understood at this point that we drink while we, we drink while we do the podcast. And of course, I chose a beer that has a, like that champagne around the top. Oh, so. I just bypass that. I just use the beer opener; it breaks off very easily. Yeah, I, I just, I'm being anal now. Yeah, um, oh, this God. is. Yeah, you win. How am I pronouncing this properly? It's Belgian beer, by the way. I don't know why you said it was German. Did I say German? You did I, say German. I totally meant Belgian. I thought yeah. it was, I wasn't looking. I thought it was German. The German. Uh, sorry, <laughs> it's a Belgian blonde beer. Ah, <laughs> uh, gotcha. It's called Lef- Lefe. L-E-F-F-E. Lefe. Never had it before. I've seen it. I know, like, I've heard of it. Oh, um, cheers. Cheers. You're a much prettier looking ball than mine. That's I dig nice. that. A little sweet. I dig that. Mm. Big fan of this. Big fan of this. So, my good man, we are here. We are recording once more. We, yes. We have official artwork on our podcast, official finally. Official artwork. Uh, I'll thank the artist again at the end, but Andrea, if you're listening, thank you so much. Yeah. That uh, was great. I, I've never been uh, logo logo before, you know? Uh, lo- localized. Localized. Localized? Localized. Waxman, localize it, man. Localize it. Oh, God. That was my attempt at a Jamaican accent. Oh, God. Yeah, that was not a good attempt at a Jamaican <laughs> accent. I'm sorry. I feel like the only Jamaican accent I can do is if I yell, and I just channel the um, well, Sebastian from uh, Little Mermaid. Oh, God. Well, if you say... Um, oh, the what is it? Is it beer is can? It, if you say beer can... In English, it sounds like bacon in Jamaican. Is that it? Is that it? Bacon. Yeah, bacon. Oh, sir, can you hand me that bacon? Oh, you want some bacon? What? what? No, I want a beer can. <laughs> oh, God. That's terrible. So, um, in our usual little commencing and talking about shit going on, um, I'm fucking hooked on Overwatch. I may have preambled a bit and told you this before, but like, yeah. I'm going to make you play around because I want you equally After. as hooked. <laughs> Because that game is just amazing. God yeah. damn it, Blizzard, why are you so good at making games? Overwatch is a video game for the, the non-nerds who are watching. That is valid. Watching, listening to this uh, to this podcast. <laughs> well, actually, watching after tonight, because tonight's project is going to be exporting all these onto uh, YouTube, finally. Yeah, so you might be watching our faces, like a logo. Just a still image of the logo. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll get a little bit of like a, a Ken Burns transition. Ken Burns, so you have something to look at. Just... It'll move ever so slightly zoomed in towards... Just zoomed into you, specifically. No reason. <laughs> just every episode. Oh, no. Oh, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah, but no, I was really, like, just... Uh, yes, you're adorable. I want to go back on the logo real quick. Yeah. I was very impressed with the artwork that Andrea did on on the logo. Um, I, like I said, I've never been made into a, an animation of myself before. Mm-hmm. And first of all, I'm flattered that she made me darker because i'm pale as fuck um you look super like debonair like i feel like the rest of the image would be you like sitting in a throne like like a golden scepter for some reason i'm just picturing like i'm honestly picturing the mad king ryan a little bit from some of the animations uh, yeah from uh, x-ray and vav another online animation from rooster teeth yes but i just picture you being like very like debonair and like that evil smile you have going on but i'm definitely wearing a kilt oh totally yeah I really want to buy a kilt. Was you I was talking to you about this recently? No. No, it was really drunk at a party. Never mind. Yeah, oh, Um, one of the girls at a party out back, summer beers, barbecue, huh. wearing a dress and being like, "It's the most freeing thing. Like, it's so good." And I'm like, "I really should get a kilt, but like, I'll wait till I actually visit Scotland to properly get one. Like, I'll go and get one like for real." I was in Scotland, and they have several kilt stores. Thing is, I, I know what pattern I would want, or tartan to be exact. Yeah. Uh, there's officially a Jewish one. Oh, Have you God. seen this? No. A rabbi in Scotland spent several years petitioning that they should have an official tartan, because all the tartans, all those patterns of like, the plaids, as you would say, are all from different backgrounds and heritages, and some families have their own. Yeah. So, like, a family would have a crest or an emblem, they'd also have a tartan. Huh. So, they have one for... Uh, Jewish Scots, which I actually am, so I've always thought it'd be really funny to get it. And it's a really nice, like blue, white, green, a bit of red. It's like hmm. really nice, actually. I'll pull it up for you in a little bit. Yeah, that's but, interesting. Um, very actually. If you want to banter for a second, I'll pull it up for you. So yeah, you I mean, live commentary. I know a couple people who have kilts. Obviously, our, our friend Brad. 
Of course he has one. Has I don't killed. even know this. Um, a couple, uh, a couple same, I don't know if, yeah, I'm going to tell the story. A couple St. Patrick's Days ago, we mm-hmm. were going out, and it was cold that St. Patrick's Day. It was like minus 15 or something, and it was windy as well, so it was just cold in general. And Brad shows up wearing a kilt. And so, of course, I already had a few beers, and I ask him, hey, Brad, are you wearing that kilt the authentic Scottish way? So instead of just answering me, he started, he turns around, lifts up his kilt, <laughs> and I don't know, I don't know, am I? And of course, I saw, you know, I uh, saw a lot of Brad. Oh, that's a... An image I didn't need nor want, mm. but I'm weirdly proud of him for doing it. So I pulled it up here. So that's so it, the it's very Jewish traditional, tartan. kind of that blue and red, a little lot less green than you would expect. Okay, yeah. But it gets the blue and white, kind of using the Israeli flag as a, as a Yeah, theme. you could definitely see that. You could see But like I think the... it's a really nice pattern, and for that's currently nice. not knowing my Scottish heritage well enough, and part of my trip to there would be to discover more of my heritage. Yes. Uh, so we found out, um, my, well, we knew, my grandmother actually came from Scotland, my mother's side. And she passed away not too long ago, mm. but in, in in her passing, we learned a lot more about her from, like, people coming out and telling us stories about her. And, like, it turned, like we were always told, like, she moved here when she was super young. No, she was, like, 12, 13. Like, she said she was, like, four. Huh. So when she passed away, she was actually a lot older than we thought she was. Okay. Like, we had her age wrong for years. We <laughs> were off by, like, eight years almost. Oh, wow. That's... And she always told us she, uh, she came here alone. No, she came here with her brother, and she saw two brothers back in Scotland, apparently, who've raised families. Oh, snap. So you got, uh, like, distant cousins. Yeah, apparently her father also was allegedly not around anymore when she moved away with her mother. No, still alive and well when they left. So a lot of, like, weird secrets. Like, why would you lie about those things? Like, you just want to talk about them, or is there more to it? So I do plan to go to Scotland one day and discover my um, my heritage, my history. The That's interesting. Where the my, my grandmother, uh, her, her maiden name was McGill, where the McGill name comes from. Ah, uh, McGill. Yeah. I go to there. Mm-hmm. Weird that I, I live in a city where our most prestigious... Prestigious? Prestigious. Prestigious school is McGill. Yes. The Harvard of Canada. Except now it's third. Is it third, really? Yeah. Behind um, who? UBC, uh, well, U of T is number one in Canada, and UBC uh, just passed us. Uh, University of British Columbia? Yes. Oh, okay, that's out in Vancouver now. That That is correct. Yes, UBC, British Columbia. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it could be anywhere in British Columbia, but yes, it's in Vancouver. I actually yeah, okay. visited the campus. Funny, when I have friends I was in both there. our schools. Um, I don't think I know anyone at U of T or at UB or at UBC right now. Isn't Carol? I think she's at Ryerson. Right, she's at Ryerson. She's sorry, at Ryerson. Yes, sorry. Um, um, but I, uh, I, I believe I, I, Josh is there actually. Josh was at U of T, wasn't he? Maybe for his masters. Maybe we'll have to ask him at yeah. a certain point. We don't need to get into this right now. More um, education conversations. Every. Everyone thinks I'm Scottish or Irish. I, I don't know why. I'm now going to say this out loud. I thought you may have been part Irish. No, you're not. I'm not. I have no you're Irish so or Scottish ginger. in me. Uh, but my grandmother was born in England. And she has okay. red hair. She, okay. That's where the red hair comes from. That's, from I guess, so many people put the red hair and just assume Irish-Scottish. You forget that English has it a lot, too. Yeah, so... I don't remember exactly where she was born. But what's cool about it is because she's a family member born in the UK... I believe I can get, or it's easier for me to get. Oh a... no, we can go over this conversation right the fuck now because yeah. I looked into this. Right. With my grandmother being from Scotland, I don't want to see what it would take for me to get because Scotland doesn't have their own passport; they're part of the UK. Yeah. To get a UK passport. So first things first, my mother would have to get one. Oh wow. Because it's from the uh, a matriarchy line, I couldn't do it. If it was a grandfather, I might be able to skip it, but I would okay. my mother do it first. Her to apply. We would need, just the amount of proof you would need to go through and dig up and get is mm. ridiculous. But it would cost her, I think we looked it up, and I'm going to double check my numbers, but I think it was about 8,000 pounds. 8,000 pounds? British currency, which is probably around 10 grand. I just to apply. A bit more than that. Just to apply. Not even like, okay, you're in now to get your visa, pay us. It's pay us this, we'll look through everything, and maybe you'll get a UK passport. And then I have to do the same thing based on her credentials and maybe get a UK passport. I'm not even thinking about a passport, though. I'm thinking about, like, a temporary visa or something like oh, okay. that. Okay, temporary that's visa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, no, Passport, yes, that's an ordeal. That'd be that's amazing. For an ordeal for any country that that'd you want a passport. That'd be so amazing, though. It would be. The UK passport? The UK passport, and it's, it's Shen- Schengen. Or it's, it's, that's it's the Schengen. Schengen. That's Schengen the right region. term, yeah. You know so this. you can sort of travel through the EU at, mm-hmm. at your own will. Or you can live you're... anywhere in the in most of the EU that's part of the Schengen zone. Yeah. Work freely. We don't have to worry about that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, honestly, I gotta say, if there's one thing Europe, I mean, like, Europe does enough things we all wish they would do over here, but that is one of those things, just being so open. Yeah. And just having so much possibility. Literally, I mean, um, you've been to Europe, right? mm -hmm. And you've been, like, through Europe. You haven't just gone to one country. No, I think now I've hit five or six countries now. Yeah, you can legit, I mean, most people take trains or or drive. I mean, we had a... You can walk across the border. Oh, yeah, no, Paula always tells the story of, um, I can't remember where she was, but they wanted to go see a movie, and the theater was closer to leave the country to go to the theater and come back. So you just do that. You can just do that. You can just (laughs) casually, like, you live in the Netherlands, yeah, I'm just gonna casually walk over to Belgium, watch a movie, come back. That's it. Meanwhile, we, if we want to take a day trip down to the closest, one of the closest U.S. cities to us is, is, uh, Burlington. Ah, good old Vermont. Yeah. You need to... Home of Bernie your, Sanders. Yeah, home of Bernie Sanders. You need to get your passport ready. You need to wait in line at the border. You need to answer a shit ton of questions, depending I mean, on how that, good of a mood the, the border it. guard is in. It really does depend on the border guard. I've had, I mean, uh, I've had a few fun border crossings. Like the time yeah. we got to the border, we were going to Maine. Yeah. Actually, we went to New Hampshire first. Went to, so from Montreal, there's like four major borders you can get to. Yes. One, most people usually go to, it's about an hour away. And then there's the, not even like 45 minutes away, the okay. closest one. But then there's the one that you will always go to a little quieter, a little smaller, usually less traffic, but it's like two, two and a half hours away. We get to this border, get in line, there's a few cars ahead of us, secure us behind us. Paula goes for her passports and pulls out my passport and my expired passport. Uh... She had forgotten her passport. So she's like on the verge of tears, gets up to the guy, because there's nowhere to turn around, we're stuck now. Like we're in yeah. line, there's no way out. Gets up to him and she just goes right away like, Listen, I'm so sorry. Forgot my passport. I brought his and his expired one. I grabbed two. And you realize one of them was the wrong one. Completely my bad. I'll just turn around and go home. Uh, and then he goes, but you have a passport. And she goes, yes, but it's at home. On, I know exactly where it is on his desk right on the corner. And he asks, when was the last time we went through the border? And she was like, well, not too long ago. We crossed on Canada Day to do some groceries. Again, the two of us. And he's like, can I see your driver's license? And he does some stuff, punches numbers, checks our trunk. Uh, laughs at the fact that I had four blue and white shirts on top of all the luggage. <laughs> Even though Paula is famous for the blue and white, I get made fun of for it. I, I digress. And uh, let us through. No passport. I have heard this story before, but it's a great story. Mm. I know you've heard it, but I meant the audience. Yes, the before. audience. You, the audience. The royal. You've just been included in a new story. The royal you. The royal you? Yeah. Is the royal you a thing? I mean, the royal we is a thing, right? I know that, yeah. I guess the royal you could be a thing, because if you use it in the right way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, if anyone was interested in the subject we were just talking about, the Shenzhen zone, Schengen zone, or any of that kind of European travel, uh, I'll say it a thousand times, look up CGP Grey on YouTube. He does some amazing videos on the subject, including one about the Schengen Zone. Brilliant stuff. I just watched that very recently. Oh, yeah. did you actually? Yeah, I mean, that's I why seen, you knew the term. I had seen it before, but yeah, but also, I mean, traveling because I also had to travel yeah. through France to get home, so I had to look up where do I need to show my passport, where do I need to do this, where do I need to do that, and France is not. Is it? Yes. One of the countries that I was traveling to or from was not in the Schengen Schengen Zone. It might have been Denmark. I think it's Denmark. Because I was traveling from Copenhagen, like Brad and I, we traveled from Copenhagen to Edinburgh. So I think there we need to show our passport and get it stamped. Mm-hmm. But up until then, the only place I needed to get it stamped was in Brussels when I came over from Montreal. But at the same time, like some places, like I don't think they you need to, but they request it. Like Germany, I remember going through Germany, I needed my passport. Coming from... I th- uh, uh, Belgium okay. to Germany, I think. So yeah, I came into Germany, Germany by Germany. train from Amsterdam. Oh, so I left that, by yeah. flight, and they did not ask for my passport. That's it. I mean, when I did my trip, this is oh my god, went back way too long ago. Now this was a high school graduation trip. It was three weeks. Um, Amsterdam started in Amsterdam. Did Belgium, Germany. I forget the order, but I'm sure someone who knows maps better will know the order because of logic. Sounds about right. Um, <laughs> Didn't do France. Did Switzerland, which was fantastic. Interlaken? Oh, my God. Switzerland is definitely one that I need to uh, go to at some point. I still have a list of uh, European countries I want to go to. At the top of my list, somewhat thanks to Game of Thrones, is Croatia. Yeah. um, Um, Dubrovnik. Somewhere I've also really wanted to go for a long time. I heard amazing stories about it. It's, again, Paula being the travel nut she she is when she lived in Paris for a year. 
yeah. got tons of time to travel. And of course, being in Europe and traveling is so much it's less expensive. So, yeah. And she would fly with a really cheap airline, which you now would ever touch in a million years, Ryanair. Hey. hey. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I can definitely vouch for the cheap travel. Me getting over from Montreal to Brussels was, I think, 650 bucks. Brad getting from Edinburgh to Brussels to meet me was 49 euros. Jesus. <laughs> oh, man, I really... If I could live in Europe, dude, I wouldn't a heartbeat. Like, Same. Even just for a bit. I'm Honestly, like, I feel bad about the age now where I think like just moving there for like a few years to work would be kind of tough. You're really struggling with that bottle opener. You, you know you have it backwards, right? No. Yes. Like, I was just trying to see if I had the dexterity to do it backwards, obviously. I'm just going <laughs> to... That was quite magical. Um, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, very distracted by the visual humor you cannot see. So anyway. Yes. Dubrovnik is where um, the set for King's Landing in Game of Thrones is. Yes. It looks absolutely stunning. Every now and then, I actually just followed, I followed a Croatia Instagram account and I followed mm. a South Africa Instagram account, that's another place high on my list. Oh yeah, no, Cape Town is one of my number one locations right Cape now. Cape Town uh, looks beautiful and it's cheap. Dude, they have penguins on the beach. Yeah, and that's in Africa. Penguins on a beach. Dude, penguins. You think the penguins swim over from Antarctica? I doubt it. I'm sure the actual living conditions are for them there. Like, I doubt they can adapt that way. Maybe they're emperor penguins. I, I don't think they are. Maybe they're different penguins. <laughs> I think I think they're different penguins. I, I have a huge love for penguins. They're the coolest creature ever. Uh, so the idea of being able to go see them in their natural habitat and not having to go all the way to Antarctica, which I would still love to do one day, but that's a journey for another time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did meet a man recently who was easily in his 80s, and he's been there like three or four times by now, he says. You know, we, uh, we do want to have a travel podcast, I think, at some point, right? Yeah, I think a travel episode will definitely be on the horizon. We'll get more into less our dream of travel and more travel as a industry. Yeah. Although we could also definitely do travel stories. We could do travel, you know, traveling experience. Mm. Ooh. Preview for future episodes. Foreshadowing is the term you're looking for. Yep. My words did not come to my mouth in enough time for my brain. (laughs) (laughs) From, From the English person, speaker guy, who did school good. Yes. Correct. See, post secondary education is not everything. Exactly. Sometimes the dropout knows more than the drop-in? I did drop in. To school? To school. (laughs) Uh, What was that? That was a Billy Madison uh, impression. (laughs) Oh, man. Great movie. Uh, Again, recently talking about Adam Sandler with somebody. Apparently Netflix just gave him a bunch of money and said, do what you want with it. Which is what everyone's been doing to him for the past, like, decade. (laughs) Really? I'm just hoping with, with Netflix doing it, he'll have a little more control because, again, I really enjoyed the movie Click. And that, was that was the last good movie or decent movie that Adam Sandler did. Nothing beats the golden trifecta of Adam Sandler movies. What is the golden trifecta of Adam Sandler movies? Please tell me. Happy Gilmore. Yes. Billy Madison. Yes. The Waterboy. Ooh, you're missing his best movie of all time, though. Which? Little Nicky. Oh, that's true. Little Nicky was good. So is it more okay. of a quad factor? Qua quartet, a quartet, a quartet of Sandler's, a barbershop like... quartet. <laughs> you know that's a Family Guy bit somewhere. Like in some cutting room floor, there is an animation of four Adam Sandler's singing a song. I really would mind seeing Billy Madison, Bobby Boucher, uh, you know, and <laughs> Little Nicky all singing together. That'd be amazing. I only ever saw the Waterboy actually. Waterboy was the first Adam Sandler movie I saw because I went to go see it at one of my friends' like tenth birthday party. So it was the first time I saw like a, a quote unquote adult movie because like mm-hmm. there was swearing and like nudity and stuff okay um you know what just clicked for me about that movie though it's set in louisiana okay and it didn't hit me but all the names of the characters are french names like one of the characters names is guy grenouille and for whatever reason i didn't click with 10 year old me but i'm like oh louisiana french right you know. That's how I wouldn't be made that connection on thing for a while. No. Also high on my list of places to go, Louisiana. Um, New Orleans, specifically. Oh my me. god, yeah. No, beignets for days. Yeah. My brother got to go there once. That's and, uh, cool. Fixed the record. Every time my brother went to New Orleans with a friend of his, they road trip down there. 
uh, for the sole purpose of fixing a record press. Wow. That belonged to Jack White. Wow. They didn't get to meet him, unfortunately, as I don't tour, but they got to be in his home. That's... Jack White lives in Louisiana, in New Orleans. Has a recording studio. His recording studio. He has a small home and a recording studio there where he presses his own vinyls, and the machine was on the fritz, and my brother's friend, both being big uh, vinyl heads, one of them actually is a repair guy, so they went out together to go fix the machine. That's... That's pretty amazing. That's like, pretty insane. To be, to be anywhere that Jack White has been. Well, I'm sure he's been lots of places you've been. Like, he's played shows in Montreal, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm sure he's I'm gone sure. to a restaurant. He's probably walked around St. Laurent Street. Yeah. I guess knowing, or somewhere that belongs to him, or somewhere that's like his, like... That's what I meant. Being in a room and seeing his guitars on the wall. That's what I meant. It was just somewhere, uh... I, I, yeah, I didn't word it properly. I know what you meant. I just wanted to poke funny it, a little bit. It's being in Jack White's property. Mm-hmm. That's cool. No, um, but actually, there's another little Nicky, uh, little Nicky movie, another Adam <laughs> Sandler film. I have not seen yet, but I've gotten some great reviews. He did an independent film, funded it himself, uh, as far as I know, and it was all his own work, called The Cobbler. I haven't heard of it. Uh, yeah, I heard about it randomly through a podcast, and I was like, really? What? And I had to look into it. How long ago did it? Uh, I think it was like last year at Sundance or the hmm. year before. Uh, but the whole premise essentially is that he's a cobbler, and he, I don't know how or what exactly happens, but he ends up putting on someone else's shoes and has to walk a mile in their shoes. Literally. Oh, I mean, but apparently it's really good and kind of heartfelt. It has a lot of, like, people compare it to Click a lot. Oh, of, okay. like, it seems like a dumb comedy, and then you get, like, kind of the weird, like, he learns about this guy, and you realize that life isn't as easy just because he's a big, you know, fancy dude. I was not ready for that plot twist. Yeah, no. Click. No Click? one was. Like, that, no one was ready for that. Everyone thought it'd be just a funny movie guy who can control time. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, High no. Jinx. And then, oh shit, a dose of reality and an introduction to our own mortality. Thanks. And seriously, so that's what I'm hoping the Netflix thing does, is that it's not like Hollywood being like, here's money, make a movie, do exactly what we like that sells really good, and make a new movie about you being stupid with friends, and maybe we get more of the click or this cobbler movie, which I'm probably going to end up watching my weekend. Even if you go back to a Billy Madison type movie, mm-hmm. that'd be okay with, you know... Bring in Rob Schneider, bring in David Spade, but make them in silly roles. You mean every movie he's done other than Click, pretty much? Yeah. Actually, I'm pretty sure they both were in Click, too. It's less funny roles. I can't recall very well. It has been a while since I've watched an Adam Sandler movie. Uh, probably true. for good reason, because none of them recently have been good. Yeah, seriously. Sorry, I mean, Adam it's... Sandler, like, there's that series on Netflix that came out with Adam Sandler, like Taylor Lautner, Rob Schneider, of course. Which one's this? Oh, I don't remember what it's called, but apparently it got shitty, shitty, shitty reviews. So don't go see it. Like, don't watch it. So we won't even look it up then. Good. No, don't even... I'm not even honor it with, um... With, uh... With a name drop. You know, we're, we're, we're not gonna do that. No, that's it. I should pass another beer man. That was only like two seconds. Hey, I'm the beer man. Mm-hmm. Even though you bought these. Yeah, we take turns buying to the stuff. Yeah. Also, like, the conversation from this uh, from earlier today, I did want to go over this a little bit, was the fact that you texted me asking me what, if I had eaten yet. If, oh, yeah. <laughs> what what did you have in mind for dinner? Do you want to cook or do you want to order in? And I was like, oh, I'm kind of feeling lazy. We should order in. And you're like, why are we a married couple? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Because I was like, I was just saying it. Like, I literally texted. I really texted you. Like, are you feeling takeout or do you want to cook something? I'm like, wait, you're not my wife. I could be. Sorry, Shannon. And Paula. And Paula, right. Yes, I apologize to mine first. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I the same comic. Mine's out of town. We actually had a really cute moment uh, with some coworkers of the day. One of our coworkers, uh, Claudio, had pulled out um, his phone and showing us he's an app on his phone where he's counting down uh, the days until his girlfriend's back in town. Oh, God. And then even used, like, I can't remember what app he'd used or I think in messages she had sent location so we could see how far away she was. So then another coworker of ours, Yaya, goes, well, I can beat that, and pulls up location, his girlfriend's in California, and I'm like, well, I can't track location now, because Alaska doesn't have good internet, but Alaska, and they both turn to me and go, you win, your wife's the furthest. <laughs> but uh, she's back soon, I heard from her finally, she's doing okay. She's up whale watching right now. Ah, uh, I wish I could be whale watching. I've never seen a whale. I, I We thought we almost did when we were in Hawaii on our cruise. There was. I, uh, I feel like once you've seen a whale, you've seen them all. What? That's that's a weird expression to start. <laughs> is that is, is that whalesist? 
I'm just feeling like, how many whales can you watch? I feel like different whales are, you know, differently. I mean, like, if you see an orca versus seeing a, uh, like, a beluga or a great white kind of thing, they're all going to be a little different. Shark. What? Shark. Shark? As opposed to a whale. I don't know. I don't know my large mammals. Sharks aren't mammals, but whales are. But yeah, good, 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 good. Let's just veer off the subject completely because it seems to have lost you in whales. <laughs> You're like Pinocchio, just lost you in a whale. <laughs> you mean uh, Jonah? The biblical guy? The guy who gets swallowed by a whale and ran to the end and... I, I know of the Jonah and a whale story, but I was thinking of Pinocchio, who also was eaten by a whale. Oh, I haven't seen Pinocchio in a long time. It has been a while. I always preferred... I had on VHS as a kid, um, a, 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 I guess it was a sequel to Pinocchio, mm. but it was Pinocchio in space. But it was the same plot. He gets I, eaten I, by a space whale. I, did Disney make this? I don't know if it was official. I feel like Pinocchio is one of those series where even de- even like several years ago when we were kids, it was still old enough that it was like open to anyone to use creatively. It, but I, it was Astro the space whale. Why would he be hungry? I, I don't know. Why would he want? I I came. All I can remember is the beginning of the movie, and it's the scene of him going to school. And I always found really interesting was he didn't have a bag for his books; he had a belt for his books. A book. He just he just put a belt around his books and then carried the end of the strap over his shoulder. Oh, I think that's how people did it back in the day. Which I guess is a thing, and I always found really intriguing. And then I know there's the bit where they're on the moon and learning to jump in zero gravity. And then they encounter uh, a planet that is, like, spewing smoke out, and they realize it's not smoke, it's it's air, and it's Astro the Space Well, and they get eaten by it. I don't know how he gets from school to space. I, I, I greatly do not recall this series, but um, I am going to say um, Pinocchio in Space was a great movie in my childhood. Oh, God. I. It's interesting that you remember Space Pinocchio more than the actual <laughs> Pinocchio. Like I recall actual Pinocchio, too. But as a kid, I was like... Oh, boring puppet goes to circus becomes donkey, which is really incredibly weird and trippy. Or little wooden boy goes to space and he's eaten by whale. Little wooden boy. Do you think? Um, <laughs> do I think what? Do you think if Pinocchio tells a lie in space, his nose still grows? <laughs> but I feel like it'd be one of those things where he would grow. It would push him as far back as it grew. He'd always be equal distance kind of thing. It'd be a midpoint. And then what if he? I don't even know what I'm about to say. <laughs> I don't know where you're going? I Something about know. black holes. <laughs> Will it compress his nose if he lies in a, if he lies while he's in a black hole? Ooh, a wall going into but once you're in a black hole, you're already kind of fucked. Into a dot. Yeah, fucked. Yeah, better word. <laughs> uh, but yes, I really don't know. I really, genuinely, if any of you are astrophysicists or Neil deGrasse Tyson more specifically and want to discuss Pinocchio with us, let us know. Neil, if you're listening, man, thanks for your support. <laughs> That's our celebrity shout out of the day. <laughs> Every every episode, we'll ask a random celebrity if they're listening, and if we catch one, bingo, they win. They win. So Nothing. If you, <laughs> they win a spot on our show. Yeah. They get that, invited the, out to our show. It's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> and then you call the next celebrity. <laughs> yeah, you call. <laughs> and then they tell two friends, and then they tell two friends. By the end of the day, four people have heard about us. Yeah. Yeah. Four. Is that a Futurama joke somewhere? Like yeah, that? I think so. I'm pretty sure that's from Futurama. <laughs> Your fry. Four people. <laughs> that honestly, can we discuss real quick before we get into our subject for the day? Futurama was one of the greatest TV shows. Yes. It got canceled and renewed so many times, but and I... it was just every time was just genuinely amazing. It was a fun show. Great characters. That's it. Great characters. Great plots. Yeah. Uh, great stories. And I mean, they weren't afraid to get a little more than just stupid comedy. Mm-hmm. I mean, the common examples of Fried, Fry's dog or uh, Fry's uh, brother. Oh, God. I still can't watch the Fry's dog episode. <sighs> I know. Or, it's tough. I mean, Fry's it's brother, tough. I can do a little more. It's still incredibly sad, despite the way they end it. That's it's... a happier one, though, still. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Fry's dog is just sad. It, it ends on a sad, is. sad note. Please, like, go watch it and then, like, have a good cry. Seriously, like I like the jokes we made a while back, which is the like in the future when we're really worried about robots, instead of having that stupid like type in these weird characters that are really blurry and hard to see thing to prove you're a human, those captchas, it'll be just watch that episode and if you cry you're allowed to go in. If you don't cry, you're a robot, get out. Yeah. Because that's the only yeah. way. It's the only way. I think so. Oh my god. Um I guess on the subject of crying over cartoon dogs. Speaking of which <laughs> 
Uh, or actually, I guess it kind of does work because that episode's about waiting. It is about waiting. That's it. It's oh, we found our link <laughs> in the episode. His dog is waiting. And speaking of which, our subject today is punctuality, being on time being on or time. timing in general. Being on time or timing in general. Um, I I actually chose this topic this week. You did. So before we dig into it, I'm curious to know what sparked it. Um, not there's no incident in particular that sparked it. It's something that's been like I feel very strongly about, and. I don't remember when we added it to our list of of subjects. Mm-hmm. I think I might have just added it as like my initial blitz of things. That I, I think so. I think you had that mind. initial list of like nine or ten things that was on there. Yeah, and no punctuality for me has always been a big, big thing. And like I always have my opinion is that um, I think one Twitter status, one tweet, one Twitter status, one tweet, one tweet, one tweet that I I saw maybe a year or two ago. That mm-hmm. that is rung true, rang true, and I want to know your thoughts on it too. Is never apologize for being late with a Starbucks latte in your hand. I agree completely. I feel like the workaround though is if you have two of them. That's excusable depending on how late you are. That's it. Like I mean, if someone showed up to me like an hour late, and I was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry," and had their two coffees, I'd be like, "Really, dude?" But at the same time, I mean. I can't think of times I've been late and had a coffee with me, but I've had those times where you get to where you're going on time and grab the coffees, and then something between the coffee and there makes you late. Yes. I guess there's a possibility, but still. It's tough to say. I mean, no, I think, I just, personally, I believe that punctuality mm. is a very underrated trait these days, because now it's become hip. It's become cool. If a party starts at 9... Gonna show up at ten thirty, which I actually don't have too much of a problem with. But when that carries over into other commitments, in the sense that it's not a party, I'm meeting you for lunch. Yeah, then we are sh- meeting at yeah. noon. You show up at twelve thirty. That to me is a total disregard for my time and a prioritization of your time over mine. No, and that's definitely a good way to look at it. I mean, my logic is, and I'm the kind of person I don't have a car right now. I don't have a driver's license that's coming. I take the bus everywhere. I check a bus schedule and it says, okay, yeah, you should roughly, I use Google Maps or Apple yeah. Maps, whatever service I'm using, and it says, okay, what time do you want to arrive by? I naturally put it like 10 minutes early just to be safe. And yeah. even then, if it gives me the option of like, oh, you can get there, let's say I'm in for like a nine o'clock shift at work, you can get there for like 10 to nine or like 10 after eight, I'm yes. going to go for 10 after eight because I'd rather be there really early and not make someone wait for me. That's and it. that's true for both my job, meeting people. I mean, I have plans to go get sushi with someone tomorrow. I'm going to get there a good 15 minutes early at the minimum just because I hate making someone wait. I believe it's my father who really instilled this in me. My father is the most impatient person on the planet. Yeah. He's like, hey, I'm, well, I, I don't, I'm not saying, yeah, I don't know your dad. So I'm just. I, don't know. You, but I think even fathers in general, I think our generation above us was very big on timeliness. That's it. And I'm not one of those people to be big on, like, oh, back in the day, you know, people did this, people did that. Like, I don't have an issue with people dressing how they want, people say, you know, like the whole thing on slang. I was big on the whole slang thing. Mm-hmm. I was big on, like, the evolution of language. The evolution of how we approach timeliness, that I'm not okay with. Yeah, I, I'm okay again with what you said, getting, being late to a party. Like, if someone says a party is for 10, I'll usually aim to be there at 10, not minding if I'm a few minutes later or a few minutes early. Yeah. And again, if it's someone I really know, like, our buddy Stu just had a party this weekend that I invited you to, and I think I, it was called for... Six? Six. I only got out of work at, like, six, and we went to grab, like, a few beers first and a few things to get there. Yeah. But we didn't feel bad. No. Because we figured he's pro- it's a barbecue. He's probably just setting up or just getting things ready. We got there and there were like four people there already anyways. Yeah. And some actually one person had gotten there a bit early with the plans to help him cook, which was really cute. Yeah. So I wasn't super worried about that. But if I said, hey, Ryan, I'm going to meet you for lunch tomorrow, 4 o'clock, I would expect to either get there at like 3.50 and bump into you or get there at like... 3.30 and have you bumped into me at like 3.50. Like I would just I wouldn't be like upset if you were a few minutes late. Yeah. But I expect it. There's definitely a a certain period of time that is acceptable like 
finding parking or maybe hit a couple traffic lights, mm-hmm. unforeseen circumstances. You get a you know a small window, and as much as there's no texting and driving, you don't want to do that. Keep the person posted. If you are really like if something crazy happens, yeah. car accident right in front of you, whatever. Say, you know, it's courteous send a text. That is unforeseen. That you mm-hmm. can't necessarily always insure I'm still against. a little weird on that one, too. I mean, Paula's one, too, to never text and drive and good for her. But at the same time, like, we all have smartphones these days. How many of us can, using our phone without hands, use Siri or Google to, hey, Siri, quickly message so-and-so. I may have asserted, okay, no, she didn't answer me good. I'm just like, no, no. But, like, just to go, like, hey, whatever service... Let so-and-so know I'll be a few minutes late. Uh, most people will get it. Like a quick message saying, sorry, I'm going to be a few minutes late. It's the, the fact that, I think the fact that you took the time to message or, or big idea here, your phone is actually a phone mm-hmm. and I have hands-free in my car. I might not be able to text with my voice as easily, but I can definitely call. Yeah, 100%. The idea that I took the time to text or call or say, hey, listen, this came up very quickly or unforeseen on my way. That still shows more of a respect for the other person's time than just setting something for 4 o'clock and showing up at 4.15. No, 100%. I mean, even getting to work some mornings, I'll take, I'll catch the slightly later bus because I was lazy. Did you just miss your mouth with the beer? No. L- little beer in the beard? Little beer in the beard. Little okay. little beard beer? Worst things. Uh, Worst things have happened to the beard. I, I'm sure. I'm not going to ask, but I'm sure. I've had beards. I know. <laughs> uh, no, not going there. Go on. <laughs> um, but no, um, even going to work, I'm on the bus. I know the route fairly well. I know that if at whatever location, whatever time, I'm not already like, I'm not at a certain point at a certain time, I'm likely going to wind up calling work and saying, hey, on the bus, I'm maybe like 10 minutes away. My shift starts in six minutes. I'm going to be four minutes late. Yeah. Just the wherewithal to know that. Yeah, that, and that, the fact that you bring in work is a good thing, is that the biggest example is a job interview. Mm-hmm. Where a job interview, if you're 10 minutes early, you're on time. If you're, you know, if you're five minutes early, or if you're on time, you're 10 minutes late. I mean, to quote work, early is the new on time. Mm. But at the same time, it is. I, I can't, I, I don't mind people being late. I'm very, very forgiving of it. I have been stood up waiting somewhere for someone. Have you been stood up? Stood up like entirely, they didn't show up. Maybe, like, I think, like, one time maybe ever it happened. On a date or just on meeting somebody? Just meeting someone, never on a date. Dates... I haven't really done dating very much, honestly. Really? I mean, yeah, I had... go, on, go on with your story. I mean... Um, oh, that's it. But, like, I don't mind when being late. It doesn't bother me. I dislike being late because I feel like it really makes the other person wait around. And I was saying before, it's very instilled in my father. My father's the kind of person where it's like, hey, I'm offering someone a ride... When I pull up at your front door, you should be outside waiting for me. Yes. And that's why we're bugging the most. I don't even drive, but I've had those times where I've like gone with a friend to pick someone else up. And you're like, quick text, hey, we're, we're like a block away. That's it. We're, we're a block away should mean be outside, jump in the car. And even, like, I don't know why that's the one that gets me, but I've had it before. We pull up somewhere and text, hey, we're here. Nothing. You're almost ready? Nothing. Like, what does it take to send a quick text? You texted me today saying, hey, I'm here. My building, when you ring the buzzer, goes to my girlfriend's phone, who's in Alaska. Kind of useless right now. So I said, hey, just text me when you're here. So I tell most of my friends to do when Paul's not around or not home for it. And I get a text saying, hey, I'm here. I get, I, I don't care what the fuck I'm doing. I stop and I go downstairs. And I've had it happen before where... This might take an extra... They, they texted a bit early because they were just getting off the highway and they're actually like three minutes... Whatever, three minutes I'll sit downstairs. Yeah. I actually really flown one recently. My father text, uh, texted me saying, hey, what's up? I can't remember what he needed exactly, but can I come see you? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm just having lunch at home. Come on over. And uh, sure. ten minutes later, I got a call. I got a text from him. Hey, I'm here. And I was like, cool, I'll come down and meet you. And I think I sat downstairs for like 12 fucking minutes. 12 minutes. And I'm like, that's... It feels like for- you counted when you weren't that specific. I don't know. I think 12 was the number I went for. Okay. I don't know why I went for that number. But, I mean, it was a while. Like, 10 minutes, I can say, is okay. 20 is like, I should have stopped at some point. But 12 was like... I'm concerned now. My father, who's super punctual, being 12 minutes later than he thought he was going to be. Mm. 
Like, I get the I'm here, and reality, you're like a block or two away still. And then finally, my father texted me. He thought I was at work, not at home. Ah. But at the same time, like, you couldn't have texted me that sooner. You couldn't have gotten to my my job in the mall and said, hey, where's Drew? And they go, he's not working today. And turned around and said, oh, ha, ha, how funny. No, 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 he just, like, waited. I texted him, like, five more times being like, where the hell are you? Yeah. Um, no, I had something I was going to add to that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember anymore. I apologize. That's not you. I think it's just thoughts come and go a little bit every now and then. But, oh, <laughs> dates. Dates, right. You So you, you haven't done a lot of dating, you said. True. So, historically, my relationships have been four and a half year long-term relationship starting in high school, ending in college. Another nine-month-long relationship that started, like, maybe nine months after the last relationship ended. And then, again, right into my current relationship. Like, I, I'm a serial dater. Hmm. I, a serial monogamous was the term we use. I cannot be single for long enough. Like, yes, I had my time between those dates, those those relationships, and yes, yeah. they were fun and all that shit, but I pretty much went from one to the next and never had anything that was really a date. Okay, because I was going to ask you, what is the longest you've waited for someone on a date? I mean, there was the one time before dating Paula after the previous ex where I did use plenty of fish for dating, and I did meet one person off that site. Okay. And... I, again, mostly my own fault. Right. I went stupid early. Okay. And they were maybe 15, 20 minutes late, honestly. Okay. Which I don't feel is bad. I feel under thir- under tw- 20 is my limit of, like, I understand. 30, I expect, like, a, oh, I'm sorry, something came up. I, a, a reason, or at least an apology. Over 30, I'd, I'd probably wait an hour. And at the hour mark, I'd be like, I haven't heard a thing. I have no idea. I'm assuming this is over. I'm bailing. Yeah. More importantly, you seem really interested in asking me this question. What is your story? Because I feel like there's a story here. The longest I waited on a date was 50 minutes. Okay. Zero. Not as bad as I expected. I'd like to hear the context, yeah. though. I've never been stood up, but the longest I had to wait was Oh, 50. so they showed up, though. They did show up. Okay. Um. So... This was a first date. It was the only date, actually. Not because of the lateness, but there was other things there. We're not going to get into that. Yeah. Mind um, you, by the way, it was an only date, so... There you go. Um, pretty much what happened is we were meeting at Cunningham's, a bar out west. Of, yeah, of, um, Lo- local watering hole. Local watering hole. And I get there. And I'm like, hey, I'm here. I text her. Hey, I'm here. She texts me back a few minutes later. Oh, hey, I was hanging out with my mom. Um, I'm still at home. And she lives on the South Shore. And there's a snowstorm out. So oh. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be here a little while. Thankfully, there was a Habs game on. So I'm like, I just grab a beer or whatever. Yeah, it's a good bar to be stuck in, but still. I'm trying to be understanding. I also wasn't as confident, I guess, in myself. So I sort mm-hmm. of let it just pass. And because it was a snowstorm, there were like two other people in the bar. So it was very, very obvious I was there for a date. Ugh. And it was very obvious that I, like, or at least to the bartenders, they definitely thought I was being stood up. So they kept checking in, like, hey, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. Oh, that's so sad. Anyway, she did show up. It was an interesting date. I never saw her again. Mm. And that's that. This is a, a year and a half ago. So this is a long time ago. And that's one of those examples. Being late with an excuse that is like, really, that's your excuse? Like, yes. oh, I forgot to leave? Like, really? That's it. You. It was like, there's a snowstorm. I'm stuck. I'd be understanding if it. Like, if I were where I am now, if my confidence and someone told me, oh, I forgot that this was happening. I'm like, ah, don't bother. I would have probably left I in mean, that case. I haven't had once though. I had a friend of mine uh, who we had made plans like a week in advance to get together for brunch at my place. Mm-hmm. I prepared everything, and she's like, I shall be here for noon. Noon. I send her a message. Nothing. Okay. Whatever. Just running a little late. By 1 o'clock, she finally gets back to me. She goes, I totally forgot we had plans. Didn't check my phone. I'm so sorry. But again, it was my own place. It wasn't like I was like waiting in a bar somewhere for her. It was like, sitting it. at home with bacon in the oven and fresh pancake batter on the table. There you go. So I just texted a few friends being like, who's free? Who wants pancakes? Two people showed up like that. It was great. Yeah. By 2 o'clock, we were eating pancakes and bacon in my living room. Definitely a bit of a different mm-hmm. situation. Um... I'm going to read some of it. Like, we should maybe look at some yeah, of the Yeah, I'll say, this, I mean, I, I hate to be behind the scenes, but this week wasn't the most active of responses. 
which I joked about everyone's punctuality. They they were they were making a, a comment to us, being like, "Yeah, everyone's gonna comment. Uh, everyone's gonna comment tomorrow." I'm so sorry. I was totally meant to. Good. I was caught at work all day. Good joke, everyone. <laughs> everyone. Uh, hilarious. But I want to comment. I want to bring up a comment from how long ago was this? There it is, from our friend Drew. Not to be confused with you. I was gonna say I'm like, but I'm Drew. There's other Drews. Hater. We can all we can also call him Hater. That's reason. Does he as. go by Drew ever though? Uh yeah, people call him Drew. I've never heard him called anything other than Andrew. Yeah, yeah Funny. people call him Drew. Um, hater. We can do yeah. Hater. 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 I, I know him as that. It's his handle. Yeah. Yeah. So he writes lateness, only acceptable under extreme conditions. Always prepare to be fifteen minutes early. And that's it too. A lot of the conversation I've had. I mean, I was at that party the other night, and I did bring up the podcast. Some strangers. We nice. podcasts. Nice. Always networking. be networking. Always be networking. A B N. I don't think that's a thing. It is now. Woo! Woo! Things we started. Uh, and again, um, consensus from the group about being punctual was very much that I always try to be there 15 minutes early, or like, you know, I forgive people up to 15. 15 appears to be the magic number. Yeah. If, if there were a lesson, if our podcast had like a moral at the end, it would be 15 minutes early is the right thing to do, and 15 minute late is annoying but acceptable. Yeah, so I think if you're within that, mm-hmm. you're, go- you're good. Mm-hmm. Anything before or after, please send, like, send a text or a phone call. That's it. And I feel like the environment changes a bit too. Like a date is one where you don't want to be late. Like that's just like that's just I would say date, job interview, work in general. Work in general. Something like somewhere I've gone and I've been I don't want to say I was stood up because it wasn't a date, but I've like I've been stuck waiting the longest. Yeah. Comic Con. Don't don't even ask how they came up. But going to Comic Con and meeting with people very often was yeah, I will meet like around nine is when it opens, and we wouldn't actually meet up till like ten. But we'd both been there since like nine thirty, and just couldn't find each other because it's a mess. Yeah, I feel like those kind of like huge public events, like a concert, also that's a little like concert is a start date. It's a little a little different, but like if we were both like, oh hey, we're at the same venue, let's meet up this place this time. It's crazier. It's wild. There's things to do. You're not stuck doing nothing. Yes, not as bad. So I think it really depends on the environment. Yes. And the person. Again, like if I was meeting someone on a date at a concert, I'd be there early. But if I were just and meeting... And I would be somewhere where I can be seen. And wearing a funny hat so I'd stand out. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's like, if we can give you two pro tips for today, it's be on time, 15 minutes early is always better, and wear a funny hat on your dates. Yeah. I think that's the, the moral of today's um, episode. Yeah. Going back to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Going back to audience comments or audience fan comments, mm-hmm. Shannon and I were talking about this as well. How sometimes being late is a religious slash nationality thing. So it's commonly known yeah. as Italian time or Jewish time. Jewish time. Jewish I, I've time. also heard we, it as a Haitian time. Too, Haitian right? time. Yeah. So any of these cultures where I'm laughing. I think it's all cultures use as an excuse at this point. Then probably. I think yeah. we're figuring out now. It's every culture is always late. And they go, "Oh, it's because I'm Jewish. I'm allowed to be." That's it. So the fact that people are excusing it by like, "This is who I am," I don't know. Like the common consensus that 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 Shannon and I got to is that no, no, it's not. It has nothing to do with what you are born into. You're just being inconsiderate and using an excuse. And using no, I agree. Excuse. As much as we were joking, it's true. I feel the more annoying thing is a Jewish goodbye, though. We talked to this one before. Goodbye, yes. Jewish goodbye, or um, how most people would leave without saying goodbye. Jews say goodbye without leaving. Yeah. Uh, and we have a, we have we have a friend of ours, Sasha, who's very famous for this. Mm. I think I can say goodbye to Sasha three times before she leaves. Sometimes. Yeah. Just because we'll make the rounds and see you again and make the round again because he's been there long enough and it's like it doesn't count anymore. The last goodbye and it's like. Or he forgot somebody. Oh yeah, love him to death. But my God, I've seen people do it. It's hilarious. I mean, the number of times I've gone with a group out somewhere, and we all say our goodbyes, and we walk, like, to the door, chat up again, say goodbye, get to the lobby of the restaurant, of the, the apartment we're in, talk again, say goodbye, get to the parking lot. It, it can go on for days. Oh, yeah. Um... I have legitimately, I think it was Jack Hasters one time, the table, the lobby, holding the door for each other, and then in the middle of the parking lot. Each one was at least a 15 to 30 minute conversation. Ending with goodbyes and then split and then meeting up again. Like, it is a joke saying goodbye sometimes. Yeah. Um, 
whenever there's a family get together, my siblings and my dad and I will go wait in the car until my mom goes and says goodbye <laughs> to everybody. And yeah, I love my mom, of course, but she, yeah, she cannot say goodbye as efficiently as as the rest of the family. I think also I'm just a man thing. Maybe. I feel like men, men, it's just like a hey room, I'm done, night or and out. honestly, you leave. Yeah. Just leave and which like, I've also heard is the Irish goodbye, which is the just leaving all of a sudden and messaging like later. <laughs> okay, that I never heard of. Oh, it happened to me the other day too at that same party I was at. That party was a great example where I had like I was always making sure to say goodbye to people as they were leaving, giving hugs, and one friend like just abruptly left. Like she she'd hitched a ride last minute with someone else kind of thing, so she didn't have to, have to say goodbyes. Yes, which I think is very polite if you're being offered a ride to just for sure. Know, like, oh, can I get a ride home? Cool. Can we, like, 30 minutes say goodbye to everyone? No, she was like... I like that. Does anyone sound like that? Um, I, I, yes. The fictional voice in my head sounds just like that. At ah, all times. All my thoughts sound like that. Did you don't know that? Do yours not? Do, do, no, my, mine are more loud and banging and such. I imagine yours would be a leprechaun for some reason, even though you're not Irish. <laughs> oh, hey, dear, you know... <laughs> You know how we do. A, a, a Newfoundlander, a leprechaun, clearly. Yes. A new, yeah, a Newfoundlander. A Newfie, a like, Newfie the, leprechaun. I, I was like, for the audience listening, that was not a leprechaun, that was a Newfie. Newfies aren't all leprechauns, fun fact. But uh, pretty similar, they're small and magical. I've heard good things. Uh, no, but this person had just like, again, I'd actually brought this person to the party, like as on a whim, and then they left with another friend without saying goodbye because I knew that person had already said goodbye so they were like I'm not going to make you wait around I'm just going to bolt with you because it's a free ride home Yeah. and then I like I texted later being like oh I never saw you and she's like oh I'm sorry goodbye and goodnight and I'm like that's nice of you still but like I would have liked to actually goodbye to you properly like I was worried for a minute well for me like for example if I'm at a party Mm -hmm. and I'm leaving I will at least say goodbye to the host Mm -hmm. that's the bare minimum yeah there's always the occasional friend you want to see like there's a few people I always want to selectively say goodbye to but Maybe someone I haven't seen in a little while and I don't know when I'm going to see them again. Yeah, especially, and yeah. If someone, especially. let's say, someone who I work with, I know I'm going to see them within a couple days. I didn't see them that long ago. I can get away with not saying goodbye to them. That is valid. Uh, I did want to bring up another uh, quote, a text we got, our buddy Stu. And I kind of like this, too, in the punctuality is important. It's something we definitely, in our life and in our society, need to think about. But I also kind of like, he pulled up a quote from Lord of the Rings, actually. Of course he did. Of course Stu did. A wizard is never late, nor is he early. He arrives exactly when he intends to. And, I mean, I guess by today's standards, it's kind of a hard thing to, to wrap your head around, because when you're meant to be somewhere on time, you're supposed to be. But I like it kind of more from the f- philosophical standpoint of, like, if you were meant to be late, there was, like, kind of the whole here for the hemisphere reason thing you always hear. Yeah. That... You show up when you were meant to show up, and maybe there's a better reason for it. Like, you know, you were late to this date, and the date went poorly because of it, but maybe that wasn't the date you were supposed to be on. Maybe it wasn't meant to be. That's it. And I mean, like, I've always been kind of a weird, like, ugh, the whole, like, everything happens for a reason kind of bugs me kind of thing. I never liked that mentality. But I feel like this quote, for some reason, still kind of sticks with me, and it kind of ties into the one I was quoting to you earlier, the Douglas Adam one. Mm-hmm. Which I did pull up and I now lost, I think. Um, here. I may not have gone where I intended to go, but I think I've ended up where I needed to be. And I kind of like that one too because, again, it kind of ties into the whole, like, everything happens for a reason thing, but more to do with yourself and less of the world around you, I think that's the reason. Because everything happens for a reason is like, oh, that guy got cancer. Everything happens for a reason. I'm like, no, that's fucking bullshit. Fuck cancer. Yeah. But the... I myself wound up where I am not because it's where I wanted to go because where I needed to be is kind of like a weirdly putting yourself in the middle of things like you know my life happens the way it's meant to happen because my life has to happen that way yeah but the world around me is still the world around me with good and bad and things happen and fuck those things or good yay for those things depending on those things that's fair that's fair I guess there is sort of, sort of a sort of karmic synergy you know yeah like I look back uh, I I said before the one time I did go on a date and she was a little late clearly didn't work out on top of the fact she was like into drugs and really shady shit that's a whole other story drugs are bad okay yeah drugs are bad except Mm. for weed but drugs are bad 
Okay. Okay. Drugs, drugs are bad. Drugs, drugs are bad. Okay. Um, no, I guess so. Like, like I, I said, the, 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 the girl who I waited 50 minutes for, I never saw her again. Mm-hmm. I guess. So again, as much as I hate the expression, things have a reason, gladly it didn't, ha- she didn't show up, gladly you never dated her again. True. And now you're seeing someone much better. Yes. Yeah. She's definitely. Yeah. She's pretty awesome. She is. I just did the finger gun at the microphone, but that's aimed at Shannon. Thank you. <laughs> if anyone else feels that was it them, and you're like, oh, oh, he, he did the noise to me. Oh, thank you. You know what? Yeah, I, I like you too, but um, that was for someone specific, and you know, because I said your name, Shannon. Well, twice. I think Shannon's going to listen. I'm assuming she will. I know Paula will too, and I know I love her, but I'm just, you know. <laughs> for Paula. Oh, ooh, look at this, look at this going over here, yeah. What's hey. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. We're getting towards the end of the podcast, I believe. Yeah, it's the end of the podcast. Beers are being drunk. We know our time is up. It was always a pleasure talking to you, our audience. I find like, as soon as we talk about Jewish goodbyes, and we're essentially doing a little bit of a Jewish goodbye now, like we're talking about going, like, going away. But we won't for a while. But we won't, and then... Because we, we have will. to at least pimp out our Twitter handles. Pimp out our Twitter handles. Twiddle. Our twiddle, 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 twiddle handles. Leave them. Twiddle the doodle doos. Twiddle the diddle. Tap on the bum. Twiddle the tap on the bum. Haroon, haroon, diddly da, diddly day. <laughs> twiddle and twiddle dum. Fee fi fo fum. Diddle the twiddle. <laughs> tap on the bum. You don't. You don't. Know. I don't know this. Explain. Uh, it's please. a college humor skit. I don't. I don't know. It, this it's one. college humor where it's like they're pretending to be from like this this hoity toity university. Okay. And they have their they have their 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 song their fight song, and it's just them going haroof haroof diddly da. And then at one point it's like diddle the tittle tap on the bum and like feeling each other's dicks and like, tapping <laughs> each other. The <laughs> yeah, twirl the tittle. I love college humor. They do some amazing shit. Yeah. I'm also can we just, I'm gonna bed for a second. Fuck YouTube Red. Can you please come to Canada already? Yes. I want to give you money. To stop seeing stupid ads about the guy in his garage with his fucking car. Here my garage. You know, what's more important than our money? Knowledge. Knowledge is more important. And knowledge is power. Shut up, G.I. Joe. Not G.I. Joe, that's uh, Schoolhouse Rock. Oh, fuck, I'm thinking knowing is half the battle. Fuck. And knowing I'm... is half the battle. G.I. Joe. G.I. Getting... American Hero. I'm getting my after-school specials messages mixed up. Was there was there one for Captain Planet? I always had a message too, but I can't remember what it was now. There was like a saying or only a you can prevent forest fires. That was not Captain Planet. That was Smokey the Bear. Oh, I never watched either. <laughs> one wasn't a show to watch. One was a commercial. <laughs> Anyways, our Twitter <laughs> handles. <laughs> oh, what? you just you had the moment where you realized how funny something was, and are laughing at it later now, aren't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love these. Oh no. I think you're actually drunker than me for once. It's been a while since we've had I'm this. I'm not even drunk. I'm just I'm having a good time. That's what matters. Good times. Um. Okay, I'm good. Okay. Okay. Actually, even easier than last time, we can say our Twitter handles, at BoxlessThought, uh, and yours. At, at Ryan W. Because they're literally on your screen now. You will jam them into your face. That too. <laughs> That's the thing you'll do with them. Woo! I basically just typing them into Twitter and following us rather than the jam into your face, but I'll leave it to you. You can choose your method of ingesting our Twitter <laughs> handles. We don't judge. <laughs> the way you just said judge there was kind of brilliant. Judge. <laughs> Fage. <laughs> Fage. A stroke? Maybe. Oh, Gavin, we, we don't love you. judge. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, this is clearly getting <laughs> off. Uh, Your diary today I'm in a stroke victim. <laughs> this is clearly getting <laughs> off out of hand. We're a little. totally fucking up here. Um, this has been speaking of which. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you again to Andrea, who's again Twitter handle Aries Smiles, who we found on our logo. Thank you for your art. We love you. We love you so much. Keep up the good work on uh, all your endeavors at Rooster Teeth. And uh, if you ever need uh, some guest voices, we're both pretty good. I'm better, but we're both pretty good. I could do a good Christopher Walken, you see. Anyway, no, not really. <laughs> no, no, you can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't do a better one, but I can't do as bad as yours. 
I could do other voice. I have other talents. Yup. You're a talented boy in many ways. Talented boy. <laughs> Play us out. Ba 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 ba. Speaking of which. <laughs>